welcome. Surprise! This is the Five Heart Podcast Live, and I'm not supposed to be here today. I'm your host, Greg Mahochko, and uh, joining me over here is our founder and fearless leader, Mr. John Dam Johnston. Hello, John. How are you doing, Greg? Doing great. How are you, sir? I am peachy. You look, <laughs> I don't know about peachy, but you definitely look apricot I do. <laughs> I feel peachy. Good, good. It just um, came. They just pfft, peachy. We missed you last week, sir. What happened last week? I mean, no, just you. You weren't here. We had Todd. <laughs> Todd joined. A, it's the first time I've talked to Todd since before the Northwestern debacle last year, and we had this very special guest in Mr. Brett Baker. Oh, how'd it go? It went. It went swimmingly. Todd was just angry enough to almost be as, as uh, fun as you. The guy is, uh, you know what? The guy's ranty bits are coming along. He's starting to terrify me because he's sometimes he's getting better at this stuff than I am. I'm like, wow, I'm going to lose my job. I don't think you can lose your job. You're the boss. Well, you can. I can refire no. myself. I have before. No. We have a new guy with us. Why don't you introduce, because not only is he first time ever on the Five Heart Podcast, but he's a recent addition to Coronation.com as a contributor. John, take it away. This is Jarek Shear, and he has done, you guys had better be going to Coronation.com and getting ready for the season, because he has done a bang-up job, a really good job on doing uh, the position previews this fall for our beloved Nebraska Cornhusker team. How you doing, Jarek? I'm doing pretty good, guys. How are we doing tonight? I'm ready. You know, there's football Saturday. Yeah, there are actually yeah. football games. It's going to be nice rooting for a 20-point underdog in Navy to beat Notre Dame in, in, in Ireland. So it's going to be fantastic. I, You know, I want to see horrible things happen. Not like plague, plague or pestilence, but you know what I mean? I want to see, like, I don't know, a guy up 11 and doing a, a terrible I, I would. I was just about to say, I want to see Notre Dame down 11, Navy just scores, kick the onside kick and actually recover the darn thing and just kill the game off. It would just be brilliant. Just just do what we couldn't do. (laughs) Honestly. true. It's got to work sometime, doesn't it? Yeah, if enough teams go over there and do it. (laughs) The law of, what are the percentages? Yeah, just law of averages, right? Yeah, law of averages. There you go. It's a law. Well, let's jump into the comments. Uh. Wait, I was going to say something. Okay. All right. I didn't, I didn't, how, how out of it I was Monday night was uh, I didn't talk about the fact that I turned eight on Monday until the end of the show. And on August 21st, 2015, now it's August 24th. So it's a little over eight years. Uh, I died of a heart attack and was dead for 20 minutes and uh, I live with a brain injury every day, and I live with part of my heart being dead. What part is it, Greg? It's the part that had any love for Iowa. Or Creighton. So, you know, it's worked out so far. I'm still here. I turned eight. When people look at me, I literally get this sometimes. Why don't you act your age? I look at them and go, I'm eight, you son of a bitch. I used to be I was seven. Now I'm eight. 
and 61 at the same time. So I can act whatever age I want. There you go. That's the start. That's my my bit here to start the show. If it makes you feel any better, though, if you say you act your age, I'm 35. So until I turn 36 next next Saturday, I sit here and I go, I, I, I'm, I'm this many. So just, yeah. I got to figure out how to get the second hand to work as a six yet. So I'll figure that out here in about a little over a week. But you know, people like me, I'm like, I'm this many. It's a great way to play with, you know, play a game with my two-year-old. But I'm like, hey, people will go, why don't you act your age? No, no. It's much it's much more fun to act like a, like a child. Yeah, Greg. And, and, well, first of all, normally about this time, anytime John's death and, and rebirth uh, comes up, the brain injury, the heart attack, I always reach to my left grab the book and say here it is but if you're like greg doesn't look like he's in his familiar surroundings i'm not i'm in a hotel room in new haven connecticut so this is what i have to do go buy the damn oh, book. oh wow look at you being prepared <laughs> my god that's impressive you okay can get it on amazon uh can we can we go to the comments can we go to the chatterfields now john we can go yeah we you, you're in charge you do what you want Okay. I, wow. Um, Dion Pryor says, holy shit. Here we go, boys. GBR. We're, we're getting there. And 111, uh, Jimmy says, hey, now. Thought that'd be something more to that. Um, <laughs> Brad, as always, says, uh, John Johnston, a full metal Greg. I don't know what that means, but I'm here. Oh, for come it, on. You do, too. Look at you. Look at you in this. Who do you look like right now? If you say uh, private pile, I'm going to reach through this screen and smack the shit out of you. I was thinking you look like Joker. Okay, let's go on. I, I, it looks like he's put on some makeup, so you never know. I mean, he's, he's, he's gotten all dolled up for this. <laughs> uh, Cornhusker Corner with a great question. Uh, here we go. Last five heart podcast till game time, right? No. Yes. What? No. We'll do the show on Wednesday next week. Oh, that's right. That's why we're not full into game prep mode in, in this one. We're we're wrapping up fall camp uh, with this Wrap, show. Wrapping uh, and up And then camp. we'll prepare to kick the teeth out of uh, Minnesota next week. Okay. Right, John? Yes. And we're going to start with your rotten son. Right. <laughs> what are we going to start with him? What do we, what do we, what do you mean? Kicking teeth. Oh, well, he's on the ornery shit ass. Good luck with <laughs> trying to kick his teeth. Although, for the rest of this show, all I'm going to see is a uh, full metal jacket. Thanks, Fred. Texas. <laughs> uh, uh, David Madney, who lives in Omaha, if you didn't know, says good evening. Hello, David. Great to see you here. Uh, let's see who who is... Uh, <laughs> There are many podcasts, but this one is mine. <laughs> Very good. Very good. Oh, excellent, Fred. Thank you so much for, for keeping the tradition alive. Um, well, let's jump in. So uh, Corby Copa says, only one week until I break my TV. Kidding, kidding. We're winning a natty this year. That's right, 15-0. and 0. It's right there in the article. It's right there in the uh, YouTube description. For this episode, if you don't think we're going 15 and 0, are you even a fan at this point, John? I 
I think that, you know, you can be in inclusive and just include everybody and, you know, include those people whose hearts have been broken and they can't yet bring themselves to love again. So give it a week then, possibly, maybe. <laughs> uh, we, we got seven days, right? We're, we're fine. Yeah. That, that's the interesting thing is because every time I put, I, I put, I do it on purpose. I put myself out there as the uh, overreaching optimist. Last year, I said we were going to go, I think, 12 and 0. I don't think we got to the uh, Big Ten championship. And those dashes were whole or, or those hopes were dashed i should say uh thanks to that play that we don't mention in that country across the pond uh, and the head coach who is no longer here i don't think we're going to run into any of those situations in minnesota because i not to say that matt rule is not a risk taker. i just don't think he's going to get overly fancy in the chair or, or in the game for the Five dollar bits of broken chair trophy. What do you think, Jerk? No, uh, I, I think honestly, if if Matt Rule tries the you're up eleven onside kick kill shot, honestly, it would be one of the ballsiest things to do in your first game as Nebraska head coach, and it would be just ballsy enough. It would work. To be quite honest with you, I I, I feel like honestly, if you're going to endear yourself to Husker Nation. Throw out a kill shot that would be partially out of character, but really old school. I would love to see the flea flicker reverse fat reverse pass Jeff Sims a la stunts to crouch. Just open up the conference season one to know with something heroic that would bring back the old school. Matt Rule has tried to bring back the old Nebraska way. He sounds like a head coach who knows what he's talking about, knows how to develop guys, knows that the walk-on program means a lot. So why not throw back with a player two that just says, you know what, let's stick it to everybody old school, and we're going to start it off with a conference opponent. Man, we're just going to just run your ass square into the ground. So other than a full fullback trap, what? Uh, what what would really make what would really make me happy is if a fullback just I formation in general have Jeff Sims go option right turn around and just backpedal and throw a pass right to Thomas Fedoni right over the top let's just go to hell with it just the I formation option pass throw a deep ball let's let's just go old school right now I want to get more into nuts and bolts X's and O's uh. But Branson Chab is here, and and he pays to have his name on the show, and that's perfectly fine by us. Uh, but he says that John is an inspiration on this platform and to college football fans in general. Keep fighting the good fight. And, John, I don't even know if you heard any of that. I heard it. Thank you, Branson. <laughs> what are you doing? He's John, you know this is a live show, right? It is a live show. I'm going through my library. I was looking for Milt Tenniper's book. Dad Gummit. The, the one you're never going to let me borrow? The, I will never let anybody else touch it. Haas Reuters a, says the same thing. He says it's a never very let valuable me. book. Nobody can touch it. The you know, maybe me, Maybe after I'm done for good. But I was going to, you know, if you wanted to go old school, everybody remembers the fullback traps because of the – Oh, come on. Corey Schlesinger, Miami, right? 
But I, I would say, you know, one of the plays, I was going to try to pull it out of the book, but uh, Osborne used to run some counter plays, and I can't remember what they were. But if we can see counter plays along with trap plays and, and lineman pulling, uh, I, will, I will poop myself in the stands. Metaphorically. What? No, I, no, okay. I, I, I said just go for it. That, that's just everybody else's problem who has to smell it behind you. That's, that's not a new <laughs> issue. That's, that's, that's for them to deal with. I just yeah, screamed. Um, we're talking about ah, line, incontinence, right? and then there it goes. <clears throat> Sorry, what? You're talking about the assembly line, right? Yes, the book, the assembly yeah. line. Why is that book so difficult to track down? Uh, because it's it's out of print, and I mean it was published. I don't know, 1980 something, 1987, it's somewhere in there, maybe 1980. Six uh, and January first, two thousand. It wasn't published in two thousand. Cross training pub, according to Amazon. Cross training okay. pub, uh, January one, two thousand. I don't think that's that doesn't sound right. That sounds like somebody else's got. You know, I know that Milt Tenniper's family had a whole bunch of them, and that's where mine came from. I believe Ryan Tweedy got it signed for me and. And, and you I can't touch that. it. Nobody can touch it. That's why. And Milt Tenniper goes through all the explanations of all the blocking and how technical it is. And it's it's mind-blowing how technical some of this stuff is. You can get a good conditioned version of the assembly line for $99.95. I'm going to put the link in the comments in case anybody wants to scoop it up. Because, again, you just never never see it. So... We're, this is not an endorsement. We don't. We're not being paid for this. But if you want the assembly line, Milt Tenniper's book, I just put the link in the YouTube comments. So check it out. Ninety nine ninety five. If you want that, dead okay. gun. It's back there somewhere. Yeah, no. you'll, you'll find it before uh, this. I'm star- you'll find it before this done. <laughs> I am starting. Just find it by next week. Don't okay. do it on the show. Jeff. All right, that's ridiculous. Nobody wants to what? see your ass that bad. <laughs> I was wearing pants, kind of things. I know coverings. They're least. a little form. They're a little bit form fitting, and we got a lot of wandering eyes in the comments. I'm just. Like, I have so I have red zubas. I should be wearing. Okay, let's move on. What are we doing? I'm starring. They're they're so. I, I'm starring a lot of comments because we have a lot of good ones coming in. Okay. Uh, so here's an easy one. I don't have to star it. No offense, Ted, but Ted Hilker says John rules. I like this. You guys are good <laughs> Fred, for my ego. Fred thinks that you are Branson Chap, <laughs> and that you're paying yourself. <laughs> Shameless. You know what the problem with that is? Is I, I the multitasking involved there? I'm not really that good at multitasking anymore. Uh. Dion says that the fullback trap was always the first play of the game under T.O. And Fred back again says, uh, rather have John poop your, pooped himself in the stands than the Huskers pooped themselves on the field for the hundredth uh, ignominious time. That's I mean, true. there are only only a, a, a finite number of ways to lose a football game, and particularly by one score. I swear to God, Scott Frost found every damn one in the book. Like, uh, uh, just take a moment to applaud just the sheer brilliance of how many ways he figured out how to wait to lose. Just, 
at what point in time do you just go from being mad to just impressed? Well, that's true. I mean, the whole punt to the complete opposite side of the field and coverage. I mean, good uh, God, an on, onside kick up. There was, it was really amazingly, I don't know, nightmarish. Some kind of bingo card trip from hell. Yeah, I mean, no wonder why no wonder why Hollywood went on a writer's strike. I mean, Scott Frost wrote, here's all the scenarios we could find a way to lose. Which one are we just throwing a dart at this week? Come on. Just... Uh, Cornhusker Corner is a fan, John. <laughs> okay. I haven't uh, heard that in a long time. In about Here we go. Seconds. Uh, Drake, Drake says, only thing I'm asking for this season is another amazingly goofy t-shirt design from you. Okay. From you bunch, but John, you do. I, I would say this, Drake, maybe you want to set your sights a little higher. Where you... We, we can always hope, do wacky T-shirt designs, but really, we want W's. I hope that we have something that will surprise everybody in the next few days. I'm not going to say anything about it. We'll just see what happens. John, you can't you, dangle that carrot and then. Be yes, like, I can. I can't. Can't, too. can't leave us hanging there. No, I can because because it's not up to me. It's up to the artiste that I have okay. working on it finish and he is a very perfectionist guy okay could you give and us I, a, a no, tease no there is no hopes there's no 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 uh there is no hint That's, i think you forgot the uh, other parts after there's no hope on that john <laughs> <laughs> okay let's move on we will have something next few days. We're hoping that, that there is hope this next week for that. But yeah, let's just let's just hope you don't have to say that again. Jerrica, uh, in in regards uh, to all man. the creative ways that Nebraska has found ways to uh, lose games in the last few years, Husker Chuck says we never took a safety while taking a knee at the end of the game to lose by one. No, but the last time no. we were in Minnesota, we had a fourth-year quarterback go into the end zone and take a safety for no describable reason. That hurt that, enough. Oh, was, why are we going to the back of the past? Now I, I was trying to love again, and now it's just bringing up I, I, the old boys. Was was there was a was safety it? involved with the Iowa game, though. I mean, it was a fourth-quarter safety before the whole you know blocked punt problem. <sighs> What was it two years ago against Illinois in the, the season opener there, right? Where, uh, um, yeah, we're reliving this stuff. What the yeah. kick return that ended up in the safety house? Uh, yeah. I already paid off my therapist, you sons of bitches. <laughs> um, MK wants to know, John, is it an alternate copy shirt, maybe in blue? No, oh, also, we was quick to answer with that one. Well, I'm not just. Uh, James Marshall uh, says a movie could be made about how Scott Frost uh, was being threatened by organized crime to find so many ways to lose. In this wacky script, he comes out looking like a champ. You know, there is one possibility that we really haven't ever considered. What's that? He was betting on his own games. I mean, look at Iowa. Look at Iowa. Look at Iowa State. They are losing players by the day. He would never do that, John. Oh, he bad five done. I don't. Uh, he was there were seven and a half million dollars at stake. I think uh, people would do a lot of shit for seven and a half million dollars. 
like take the under with Brian Ferentz as your offensive coordinator. Yeah. Imagine I mean, that's that. the easiest money that's, that's the easiest money they're ever going to. I mean, people saying that they took the under on the. Yeah, no shit. I mean, it's one of the easiest damn things. <laughs> it's one of the easiest damn guesses you can make. Easiest damn bets you can make all year. Take the under on Iowa scoring more than. I would put a prop bet on whether or not Iowa's defense and special teams was going to put up more than their offense was before the end of the game. That's, yeah, that's true. And you'd yeah, probably get better odds on the offense actually, you know, paying out more money. Lucas, uh, and I apologize, Lucas, because no matter how I try to pronounce your last name, I'm going to butcher it, so I'm just not. But Lucas says, I've been saying this for a year, Frost bet on his own games. Interesting <laughs> conspiracy yeah. theory. And, and this might be the reason why we can't gamble on Nebraska and Nebraska teams when they are at home, but you can do it on the road. So maybe Scott Frost, if he was still the head coach, would have been perfect at home this year, but then oh for the road. Now, we, we also have to, you know, I think for, for legality purposes, we have to say allegedly yeah. across yeah. the board. We don't know anything. Uh, and, and this is more for entertainment than indicting. Uh, Just but, like gambling, entertainment purposes only. Yeah. Cornhusker Corner says uh, Scott was, I'll use parenthetical, allegedly, shaving points. What an idea. How did I not think of this? This makes too much sense. And I didn't see it because I was blinded by love for the idea of Scott Frost. Look, I'll, 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 I'll admit it. When we first hired Scott Frost, I thought, like a lot of other people, the home run hire. It is the right hire. Let the prodig- a prodigal son come home and turn the program around. If you would have told me this would have blown up in spectacular fashion the day he got hired, I'd have looked at you like you're crazy. But it is what it is. It happened. Just got to kind of laugh it off and you move on. Now you got Matt Rule, the guy who's good at developing players. And now let's see what he can do with it. Branson's back. Uh, thank you, Branson, uh, for the donation to my beer fund. Uh, that I don't see it for whatever reason. Uh, but, John, does the majority of your family support Nebraska or Minnesota? I think I know the answer to this question. What is the answer, Greg? I think it's Minnesota. I think you're right. Yeah. I think Nebraska has lost so much that they're they're in the position I am without the emotional ties that are really strong to Nebraska. They're like, I'm tired of watching this losing shit. At least Minnesota wins the most majority of their games. Now, here's the thing with those kinds of people. They're fickle. <laughs> They're you can bring really fickle. I could, if Nebraska starts playing well, doing things nice, then I can bring them all back to my side, except for my rotten son that's a Minnesota alum. And if we win, he'll just pretend he doesn't care because he's a rotten kid. <laughs> son of a bitch, anyway. Hey, I, anyway, um, you know, just, I think they want to see Nebraska do well. I think, you know. I think that they, you know, like my oldest son really wants – and my daughter, they want to see Nebraska have a team that plays well and wins games because, uh, you know, they watched me grow up and have conniption fits year after year in front of the TV and they learned all the swear words possible in any conjunction, any possible, like, mixture of swear words put together. So, you know, nobody surprises them anymore. But uh, I, I, you know – we're going to find out. We're going to find out next Thursday because uh, there will be six of us going to the game together. Uh, I'm going to try to phrase this question, John, as not Diplomatically. as possible. 
okay. as diplomatically as possible because we love you. Okay. Is this an intervention question? Is that what it is? Okay. No, no. I feel like it's a little darker, and I don't want it to be dark. Um, but it's it, when we talk about your family and, and them wanting Nebraska to succeed for you, do they want to see Nebraska win again before you die again? Well, yeah, I think everybody wants that, don't they? I do. Yeah. If we're up to me, Nebraska would win every year, John. Just yeah. 15 and 0. <laughs> That's right. All right. Um, we got a lot of – You have like, uh, way more comments. Didn't we have topics have, we were supposed to do? I have 20 highlighted comments, so I'll work on it, folks. I promise. Um, let's just dive into a few of them. We'll, we'll knock them out a little bit at a time. Uh, we'll hold off predictions for a little while. Um Lucas said this uh, earlier. He said, John, I hope you don't need to go to the bathroom this year to rant. Same. I think we can all agree on that. That's uh, a Cornhusker, Corn, Cornhusker Corner said, John, you should do an audio book. I can't read, but I would love to listen. I have attempted that. I'll be honest. It took me three and a half years, four years to write that book. I cried every time I wrote it. I cried every time I edited it. Um, it's a difficult topic when I get right down to it, that's why I wrote it. So I could just take it and say, this was this part of my life. And now I can, I need to move on. I mean, it's still there, but it, sometimes it is. I, what I've found is this, I could talk about my own death if I do it like a can't stand up comedian, but in a lot of situations, I am talking to people who are survivors themselves and they don't appreciate the comedic routine sometimes. The, so <clears throat> there you go. That's why there isn't an audio book. That's the honest to God truth. Not a lot of people when you have kind of, you know, a death or near death experience, you know, when you talk to a lot of people, not a lot of people are appreciative of the it's funny because I lived aspect of the humor yeah. of it. A lot of people, you know, if you've, you've, you've kind of have that problem, you know, you know, I not not to toot my own horn here, but I probably should have been dead a handful <laughs> of years ago. Because the last time we played Northern Illinois on a Saturday, uh, I ended up in the hospital two days later with multiple blood clots in my leg. I went the Tommy Frazier route and had one that ended up in in my heart and luckily it had gotten through. But like everybody, you know, just always cracking, you know, the people I hang out with, you know, cracking jokes left and right. And, you know, I, I talked to certain people like you shouldn't joke about it. Like, it's funny because I lived. Yeah, now, I could have very well died. But you know what? The yeah. fact that I'm still here to kind of, you know, laugh and joke about it and, you know, talk about things is like, just appreciate the fact that I'm still here. Yeah, it sucked. Don't get me wrong. And yeah, near, nearly died. No, not fun. Who who says, yeah, I want to die. And, you know, was excited. About <laughs> yeah, it. it's like death is a lot like going to work. Nobody wants to do that. Who are we kidding? <laughs> It's just much funnier if you just can, you know, have people around you that you're, you're going to go to hell. Why not laugh about it? <laughs> okay, that's Greg. A, that's that's an interesting idea. Uh, yeah. Bone Lead Corn Fed says the Sims good enough to win the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Trophy. I think we better see him on the field before we. I mean, let's face it. All the stuff that we've heard about, you know, how great our players is, we've heard this many years in a row. So let's just see. You know what? Let's do the guy the justice of just letting him play and see what happens. So there's there's the hype, John. 
if you're not involved in the hype, what are we doing? Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, he is good enough to win the Johnny Unitas okay. Golden Arm Trophy. <laughs> and Dion says Minnesota's secondary sucks this year, so Sims will hit some TD passes. I, You know, I hope that's the case. I, I think the offensive line is better built to protect the quarterback, particularly from a pass-blocking standpoint. You know, yeah, it it was a lot of times where they were, you know, basically using a spatula to pry Casey Thompson off the turf. But as the year progressed last year under Mickey Joseph, quite honestly, the pass blocking got a lot better. When when Thompson had the time to throw, he looked really, really good. Yeah. Having, Trey, having Trey Palmer doesn't hurt by any stretch of the means. And we'll see what the wide receiver core can do this year. But honestly, if, if the pass blocking takes another step in the correct direction, Sims will have plenty of time to throw. And I think, honestly, you could probably look somewhere – in the low to mid sixties, hopefully for a completion percentage. Well, let's uh, back up the conversation just a couple minutes. Uh, okay. To the near death experiences. Cause our, our very own beloved Fred said, it's funny because I lived is a thing. I almost bought it a decade or so ago, but now we have a good laugh. It is what it is. And you'd be happy. You're still here. So uh, Fred, we're happy you're here. We're happy. All of you Chatterfields are here, but Fred makes it interesting and entertaining every week, especially when I only read the front half of his comments and then uh, <laughs> <laughs> come back and be like, Oh, Oops, um, I left out, left something out there. Uh, let's see. Discerning truths. John says, uh, uh, John, you're the favorite Husker meme on discord. There is no hope. Fuck everything. Go big red. How do you feel about that? I will, you know what? I'll have a, I, hopefully, we'll have an announcement on something about that later. Okay. This, yeah. this might, this might be the new t shirt design. Is that, is that what you're, is that what you might be hinting at? I am saying nothing. You know what I'm saying? It's hot in this room. My God. What the hell? <laughs> There's that ass again. Yep. Fred's lady was looking at that earlier. Yeah. Okay. MK says, John, do you have any good side bets with your family on the outcome of the Minnesota game? No. Is it like if Nebraska wins, then the rotten son has to come over and rub your feet or cook you dinner or something like that? He, he won't do that. There's been, no, there's been nothing brought up yet, and I doubt there will be. It's never too late, John. No, you know. <sighs> you got a week yet. I know we have a week. I, by, by the time we get together next Wednesday – I want to have at least three. Oh, wait, wait a minute. No, no, no side bets. No side no, bets. No, no. <laughs> I hate side bets. Okay. It's like it's like literally saying to God, oh, we're going to make fun of John again by making his team lose. That's really what it is. It, it's worth that chance. It's worth that chance, though. Oh. All right. <sighs> Brian Anderson said uh, 20 minutes ago, thanks, Brian, for hopefully hanging around. Uh, the old school way doesn't work anymore. I'd love to see it, but this day and age, it's a completely different game. Do you think that – I, I don't disagree that the game has changed, but do you think that there could be uh, – everything kind of cyclical. Does it, so do you think that a school, a program, a team could have success by doing it the way it was done? 25, 30, 35 years ago. I don't think that's what this is about. 
Okay. I mean, you look at Nebraska's football team right now. We don't have any receivers that are really proven. Marcus Washington, right? It's probably the top guy coming back, but he's still kind of injured and hasn't practiced a lot. Other than that, what do we have? We have a lot of potential, the P word, right? So you have, what else do you have? You have three running backs that we know are pretty good running backs, I think. Ramir Johnson, to me, is just as that guy. I want to see that guy explode this year. And uh, you have an offensive line that, you know, did, I think last year they run blocked better than they pass blocked. And you have a bunch of guys that are trying to learn a new offense. I don't think what we start with is going to be what we finish, you know, what in a year or two we're going to see the same things out of Matt Rule and Marcus Satterfield. But going into this Minnesota game, I think you look at it and you go, uh, we're going to have to run the ball because that's probably where we're most likely to be successful with the tools that we have on hand. You know, so what I, you know, I think my favorite offense that I've seen in the last few years was uh, what Urban Meyer ran at Ohio State. It was kind of like a power spread. I, I, that's what I would really love to see us run for an offense. But again, do we have the p- tools in place? Do we have the pieces in place to do that? I, you know, I don't think so. I, I, I think said, with – oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I was just going to uh, – Fred's comment here, it said it's a different game, but it is cyclical, and I think Matt Rule and his Patrick Duffy leg is a good bridge between old and new that should pay dividends. Um, thank you, Fred, as always. Jared, what were you going to say, buddy? And, and I think, too, you know, with, with the run game in particular, you got, you know, bruisers like Grant and Irvin, and you got a guy like Ramir Johnson. We, we have three – pretty strong running backs, I feel. And Ramir could serve as a potential guy who you could flare out in into the flat and turn into another receiver. Yeah, you have Marcus Washington who's dealing with his hand injury. You know, Xavier Betts being gone is a huge blow, which leaves you now Billy Kemp yeah. and, and Malachi Coleman, two guys who are new to the program, new to the system, and are, are learning on the fly. So why not take advantage of going a little bit old school and trying to pound it down somebody's throat? For me, the, the one thing I think, as far as a team that went old school, where it worked for a little bit, was Paul Johnson in Georgia Tech, where Jeff Sims transferred from. They ran the old, you know, the, the service academy, the wishbone, the double wing T, and it was it was really effective. And it produced a... A, a, a real strong wide receiver in Demarius Thomas, you know, got to throw out my Denver Broncos love out there while I'm at it. Uh, but, you know, it, it, it's proof that a, a heavy running offense could, could produce a famous wide receiver. Keep in mind, Nebraska was a real heavy running offense and had the first, re- the first overall pick in Irving Fryer. Right. So I think it could come back around. Jarek, hold on. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to knock me for every <laughs> every single team I root for. You are probably going to hate with a passion. Broncos? Yes, sir. Here's the thing. I don't have any room to, to talk. You're a Broncos fan yep. and a Cubs fan. Yep. And a Huskers fan, which I'm fine with Huskers, obviously. I'm a Husker fan, Cardinals fan, Steelers fan. Oh, Cardinals. Well, at least you're not a Chiefs fan. Card- uh, I've got friends who are Cardinals and Chiefs fans, and seriously, you just – I mean, they're great people, but God, <laughs> why, do, why do I have to deal with them? Seriously, just – I get along with them just fine. Just 
just pick a better sports team. Um, living in Omaha, David, look, we have a few questions that, that we go back to the past. So the only, yeah. David Maddie says, where would Adrian Martinez be now with a coach who put in the time and effort? And before you gentlemen esteemed that you are uh, answer that Fred says, Adrian would still be a third string with the Lions. He had no coaching, but he was not awesome. I think that, look, remember that Adrian did not play his senior year in high school because of the injury. And then he came here out of football for, you know, almost two years and did the best that he could. And I think could have been better with, to Davis' point, some some development and some better people around him. We all thought Mario Verduzco was going to come in and and be the the quarterback coach of the future or or of the or, or whatever to to develop. Play. Nobody on that staff excelled at development. Um, few of them were competent at development. I feel like so you get get a coaching staff in there who knows what to do with a t- uh, oh, what was it t- with an Adrian Martinez. I don't want to say the sky's the limit. I don't want to be that lofty, but I do feel like his career could have been better. Yeah. John, John, if you want to go ahead and take this one first. You know what? I, I think that anytime you're – I don't think about it as coaching. Think about the people you've dealt with in your life and the organizations you've been. Uh, you know, as a consultant, I've worked with all sorts of organizations. And the, the ones where the leaders don't give a clear, you know, example or a clear message and clear vision about what they want to do, the people s- struggle because they don't know what to do every day. I mean, I've worked in companies where you come in – and, you know, if the boss is in, everybody walks on pins and needles because he's a tyrant and an explosive personality. And that just gives you, you know, you're constantly worried about that guy exploding on you rather than doing your job. That necessarily wasn't Scott Frost, but it's the different management styles and the different things you experience. If it's not consistent, if you don't know what the message is, don't know what the vision is, and you don't know what your goals are, you, it's hard to develop at anything. So, you know, I, I look back at that staff and I kind of go, wow, it's amazing you even didn't, I don't know, like assault each other because it had to be a complete dysfunctional mess for two or three years. So, And I would also say, too, yeah, Adrian Martinez didn't have who, – who was hurt a fair amount and not really through much fault of his own. I mean, let's be real, outside of Cam Jurgens. I mean, look at the offensive line he had with him for about four years. But for me, if he was able to be developed progress, you know, at least decently, Adrian Martinez would easily be a backup quarterback somewhere. Look at the, I mean, just look at the pure stats and records that Adrian Martinez holds. And you, you look at how everybody looks at the Scott Frost era and what a huge bust it, it ended up being. But Adrian Martinez come hell or high water could still fill up a stat sheet granted at times there there's you know things that you can sort of develop and coach and yet can't and that's the ability to close games he wasn't known for you know 
being able to close out a game to get that crucial score in the fourth. But he still owns a ton of school records. And you go, and that's with this previous coaching staff that wasn't known to be around and to be able to develop anybody. So I think, honestly, yeah, he, he looked okay the other day as a third stringer for the Lions quarter. But I honestly think with proper development under the Lions organization, he could easily be a backup somewhere and possibly for a fair number of years. I mean, look at a guy like Blaine Gabbert. I mean, he was a star yeah. in Missouri. And the dudes made uh, the most money out of any career backup quarterback. And that includes Matt Flynn, who had two separate contracts from the Green Bay Packers at the same time. Let's also not forget that Adrian Martinez had people out. He had Stanley Morgan Jr., you know, who who himself uh, you know, set a record in Nebraska, which because of Nebraska's history, I mean, because of the, the history of the program and the and the the way they played the game for so long, I feel like it wouldn't take a ton of effort. I'm not minimize trying not to minimize Kenny Bell's or the Stanford Jews, but wouldn't take a whole lot of effort to, you know, make your mark in the receiving record books. Um, but you know, it, and he had some tight end help at times, you know, when they were healthy. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think Adrian Martinez gets necessarily his flowers because of the injuries, because of the lackluster, uh, record that he had, uh, in Lincoln. So, yeah. Yeah. Again, yeah. The inability to close out games is probably going to be the ultimate stat that everybody will look at in his career and go, what was his win-loss record as a starter? And it'll be, you look at all those records he put up and be like, yeah, that's great. What was his record as a starter? And you just kind of just go, oof. Yeah, and, and that's why, you know, oftentimes the when, – when when there's – well, let's go back to 09, and Dominican Sue should have won the Heisman, but he wasn't – while he might have been the best player in the country, he wasn't the best player on the best team. You know, so so a lot of yeah, you're act, act exactly right, Jarek. The the records and the overall success of the team definitely weighs into how a player is remembered. Um, you know, we see some of that with some of the some of the top quarterbacks who go on to the next level, but they don't pan out. You know, I mean, but but they're remembered as oh he he's tremendous. Uh, I'm not trying to pick on anybody, but like Tim Tebow's a name, you know, like, yeah, I mean, he was, he was fine. I think he was a game manager. I don't think he was anything illustrious. He was a good, he was a damn good college quarterback. Also, I noticed you pick on Tebow being a Steelers fan. You're just still bitter that he beat you in the playoffs that one. The, I one playoff that. Right. I, like, well, you no, brought it up. Well, you know, I was going to turn around and use that against you. I'm fine with that. I'm still a little mad. You're right. But that's not the, the first. It was the first name that came to mind as far as, you know, lofty expectations maybe coming out of college. and Or uh, prime example right now, you look at Trey Lance and the situation with the 49ers. You know, Trey Lance was a heralded quarterback out of North Dakota State. And yet here he is being the third string quarterback because he's getting beat out by Mr. Irrelevant, who happens to be Brock Purdy, who's going to end up probably starting again for San Francisco this year. 
All right, let's jump back into some of these. And by the way, if you have comments that are specific about the game, like predictions about Nebraska, Minnesota, I, we will get to those. We're going to um, try to put it off towards the end. By the way, we're 45 minutes into this thing, and we've not really even scratched the surface on some of the Yeah. Comments. Yeah. Okay, John, that's where we want to go. Um, all right, so, John, have, do you have the IV of Kool-Aid running through your veins now? No. What's it going to take? Yeah, it's good. I, I told you I'm not ready to love again. I don't care, John. You look. Oh, look my love. heart has been broken so many times. I just want to see us play a good game, and then I'll go from there. Love waits Listen for nobody, John. Listen wow. to me. Listen to me. But you oh my God, to. I got Gomer pile all over now. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on. Let's go to the future. Okay. I was trying to. Um, I could be old and crusty. You know, you could just dismiss me as hey, he's old and angry. Hey, so we haven't what? talked about it. We haven't talked about it, but since the last time we got together, uh well, obviously since the last time John and I got together, uh, which was two weeks ago, but since the last five heart show. Uh, the Huskers, the team, went into their new locker room. They did. That's a shiny new, yes. uh, expensive it little does. piece. Uh, what it, one of the really just continues to add on to Nebraska's tradition of always kind of being on the on the forefront of of the player. You know, in the '90s, it was the weight room. I think even before that, it was you know nutrition, and then they really have been on the cutting edge um, of mental health and, and working with the student athletes to, to promote everybody's, you know, mental well-being. And this is, I mean, this is a really nice facility that, that you know just, what it reminded me of the czars, the opulence, <laughs> the height of Versailles before the revolution tore them down. Anyway. Yeah. It was, they were just gross. I looked at that and went, Oh my God, please. You know, I couldn't – are the urinals gold? Are they platinum? Are they some kind of unobtainium? That's probably what they're made out of. <laughs> that, that that would require everything to be blue in that locker room, and that really doesn't work for a school that's, you know, predominantly red. John, are you just jealous? It's red of unobtainium. Well, I'm not jealous. I just kind of looked at it and went, oh, my God. I just – I was overwhelmed. But think about – I was a poor country boy or something. Was? Well, yeah. I'm a minimalist. That's it. Yeah. Right, okay, was, move on. I've, I've seen your mansion in the hills. <laughs> what, what you don't know is John's in, John's in the basement. He's in the spare room of his guest house. <laughs> So. Oh yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Which is conveniently that door to it to his right. It just you know happens to be connected to the pool house. I'm I'm sure. You're right. <laughs> as warm as it's been here, it, yeah, that's got to be that's got to be to the pool house. But but little little pieces like that, right? The the updated facilities that attracts recruits. It's an investment, John. I I know it does. Oh my God, it's. Is that really what it takes? No, it shouldn't. Yeah, not when you start winning. Weren't you supposed to have like, uh, you know, what, 
what Deion Sanders did with the purse in the car or some damn thing. Oh, the Louie and Lambo. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't even know if that's. Holy cow! I fell behind on comments. We got seventeen more comments that came. Yeah, in. Um, see that the the Louie and the Lambo. That's just because Dion's just not hard to find. I gotta address this one. Uh, Sim in Bangkok says, "What are you guys doing up this late?" Greg uh, forces me to be up this late, John. Uh, it's it's that's almost a, eleven that, o'clock here on the East Coast, so I'm. Yeah, that's a I'm, friend of mine in Bangkok. Well, a Husker fan of Bangkok. Welcome. He Come writes. Back. He write. He writes like movies and produces or does stuff with movies. Nice. And teaches English, I think. That's- if you've ever seen the movie Bangkok Knockout, I mean, come on, who was the who was the Thai fighter, the Thai uh, martial arts guy? Was it Jet Li? Not Jet Li. Tony. Shit. Anyway, let's move on. If you watch some of those movies that they do <laughs> with the Thai martial arts stuff, it's just unbelievable some of the stunts they do that nobody dies. Tony Jaw, there you go. It's just, oh, man. It's not the old Kung Fu theater that I grew up with. With Are you sure you're okay, Chin Love? You know, and the mouth keep moving. Okay, let's move on. Thanks for being here, John. Um, Fred says that the locker room is nuts. Looks like a museum, a mall, and a spaceship had a love child. That's a damn good description. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, that's that, that's about accurate. What? <laughs> uh, Cornhusker Corner says uh, wins. I'll be drinking the Kool-Aid again whenever we start winning again. Does this mean I'm not optimistic? Uh, I am, but damn, my expectations are set very low on purpose. I that's love you, I, man. That's See what that? I tell my wife. Lower your expectations and lower the risk of disappointment. There you go. Uh, expectations low, hopes high. That's just that's how you got to write it. Clay says, Greg, where is the red? That's a great question. Again, I'm in a hotel room in Connecticut. Uh, my red is in my closet in Illinois. Um, I didn't think I'd be on the show tonight. Um, but I made him. The John says the audio isn't horrible, so here I am. I apologize to you, Clay. I apologize to everybody. And, hey, if you want me to wear red, then drop like 15 or 20 bucks into uh, the YouTube comments here, and, and I'll try to find a red shirt. Uh, for next week, <laughs> which shouldn't be difficult because I'll be back home. Oh, you better get um, chance. Oop. What? Chance Johnson has asked the same question twice at least now. Is it about Tony White's defense? Yes. Is it possible that I missed it the first time because I'm scrambling over here like a madman? Yeah. Okay, perfect. That's how it goes with the live show, buddy. All right. So uh, Chance Johnson says thoughts on Tony White's defense. How many points can we hold Minnesota to? Now, there is a question from way, way, way back in the show. Way um, back. Way back. Where Fred, of all people, uh, was wanting to get us back to football and says, uh, I think for the Minnesota game, our defense, the wacky 3-3-5 will be the X factor that helps us steal the dub. See, we kind of go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah. Hand and, in and, hand. And, and, and as I've – I've tried to do with the previews. I've been kind of trying to piece together what Tony White's three three five is going to look like. Do you use three genuine bigs? Do you use three linebackers? Do any of the linebackers show up as 
any of the five defensive backs? Do you use purely five defensive backs? Minnesota is a more of a run first team. So I would see probably three three linebackers, but of the five defensive backs, I wouldn't be surprised to see a guy like a Snodgrass or a, a, a fifth linebacker playing a rover or maybe a spy on, on Minnesota's quarterback. Or you turn around and say, all right, which one of our better defensive ends could you turn around or more athletic defensive ends can turn around and drop back in the passing game and play in a zone that they're not used to seeing. So it's going to be new for everybody, I think. And it's going to be a lot of fun to watch because you don't know, just, you you know, you get a a run heavy team like an Illinois or a Minnesota that's just going to try to pound the ball. When you get to like Fred Bielema, obviously you're going to use three, probably big off defensive linemen and probably two or three bigger linebackers and let most of the defensive backs be part of the five and just kind of shell around. We might not see that with Minnesota or, you know, when we get to Colorado in a couple of weeks, I'm more interested to see how he turns around and incorporates that and whether or not there are more hybrid positions in between each level. I defense in this game coming up against Minnesota, the magic number is 24. I think if you if you hold Minnesota to 24 points, you win the game, likely. If Minnesota scores more than 24 points, they're going to win the game. I think it was on last week's show. Don't hold me to that. I've slept a, a lot and kind of drank a little bit more than usual since then. But uh, one of the one of my betters, uh, be it Brett or Todd, said first to 30. Yeah. So. I think so. That's what it's about. Um, let's see. Clay again what says big question answer here. What defensive coordinator did Minnesota last face? Well, it would have been last year, it would have been Bill Bush, wouldn't it? Yeah. Uh yeah. The, should have been. And the all the madness that was last year. Um I don't miss last year. Last year was a lot of unnecessary turmoil and drama for, for Nebraska for for the players, the fans. Um that's why i I haven't necessarily I, some of the comments have, have gone back in time, and I I think this might be the last – realistically, it's not going to be the last time we mention former HCSF, but I definitely do want to shift my, my focus and my mentality to what's coming, not, not you know, what, uh, what's been in the past. So that, That's uh, healthy. Thank you. I don't, we want to be a healthy show. We're working on our own mental health, right, John? Yeah. Uh, oh, Brando's Sports World has a uh, programming question. Will next week's live be on Friday since the game is on Thursday, or will it be Wednesday? It will be Wednesday. Yeah. Brando's Sports World. So make sure that you tune in Wednesday at the normal time, 9 o'clock Central. Um I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna be on with Connor, Connor at Corn Craze before that. Volleyball should have wrapped up a sweep by then. Oh, uh, Cornhusker Corner wants to make a bet with you, John. Yeah, John, I'll make a uh, bet with you if we win the Big Ten this year. You got to get a crew cut. No, I'm not giving up my beautiful locks for anything unless it's a good cause for. I don't know. What if it's fifteen and zero, John? 
That, you know, if we go 15 and 0, I'll, I'll, I'll cut my hair down on my, you know, like something. I don't know. Like, look, you're not Samson. Well, you just get, move on. There was no haircutting. Well, could, just could you, <coughs> I, I could, would just. You, wait, wait, wait. Could, what, what are the chances that the Huskers have been down because you haven't got a haircut? I'm seeing the pile thing again. See what you're doing to my chair? Can you see this? You see this? You see this? <laughs> see what's happening to my office chair? You guys are right, start tearing pieces off of it because you're making me anxious. John, look, huh? you got you you have great hair. Keep it while you got a chance. I'm 35 and bald for God's sakes. I no, that's just I can't get yeah. that back. But see let's, that, Greg? Let's be, just, just just keep the hair while you can. Seriously, I've got the fryer talk look perfected. I look, like the headphones are covering all this, but trust me, like I've had, I've had buddies where if I get drunk, we'll write an H and uh, like a helicopter pad and try to land a drone on it. It's not pretty. <laughs> you don't want that. Just keep the hair while you got a chance. Fred says that John is too Samson and calls me a son of a bitch. Thank you. Uh, that's where he gets the power for his rants. Yeah. Uh, Brando's sports world says John wants to look like those dirty hippies in Colorado. Just kidding, John. We love you. I just want to point out that I want to look like those dirty hippies, not be like those dirty Colorado hippies. John, uh, ask yourself. What the hell kind of question is that? (laughs) Oh, my God. Let's go back to football. Okay. Uh, um, All right. Let's get back to football. Uh, Find some of these. Okay. Fred says a long time ago, uh, serious question. If we somehow lose to PJ Flem next Thursday, how disappointed will you guys be? Like bucket all disappointed or okay. First year. It's okay. Disappointed. I'll be okay. I, I don't expect this to win the game. I don't. John. I did a video earlier. I said, we have about a 30% chance winning. Jarek. Yeah, I, I, you're saying there's a chance. I look. I I would say I would be really disappointed, like fuck it all, disappointed if we just got the doors blown off of us. If if we we turn around and lose by twenty, like I would be like PJ Fleck permanently Botox eyelid, just eyebrows and surprised formation the entire way. There's that's that no that's that's a level of disappointment I don't want to deal with. I, I, I see, honestly, if we're within the spread, fine. I'm, I'm okay with it. Show me signs of life between this opening game and last year. You want to look ahead to the future? Show me how this is going to work. And if it looks good, even for 45 out of the 60 minutes, and you lose a nail-biter, you know you're going to probably turn around and win games that you are ultimately supposed to win. Right. Which is a step in the correct direction. I'll say this. Um, Rome wasn't built in a day, so Rome's not going to burn down in a day. Um, I won't be fucking all disappointed. I, I, you know, again, I'm the guy who says 15-0 and 0 and has hopped up on the Kool-Aid and has been since April, so I'll be disappointed. But I won't be fire Matt Rule disappointed. I won't. Yeah. Won't go to those extremes. It's yeah. not my style. <laughs> you you know, there's going to be those who are going to you know come out and be like, there are. E- even lose by one. There's going to be the joking, you know, fire bad rules. Yeah, like 
yeah, obviously everybody just calmed down, but yeah, lose by 20. That's nah, not a good look. No. Uh, Dion Pryor says sometimes a 30% chance brings rain, John. Yeah. I, you know, it's, yeah, I get it. I let me, let me explain one way to look at this season. One way to look at this season that we're facing just in a not very distant future. It, you look at the programs we play, Minnesota, Colorado, Northern Illinois, blah, 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 Northwestern Purdue. Which of these programs are on solid footing? Minnesota is on solid footing. They have a coach that's been around for a while. They know what they want to do on offense. They know what they want to do on defense. All of their players know that too. Okay, that's the thing about them. Colorado, uh, not so. There's no footing whatsoever there. So that's likely a win. Northern Illinois, probably not. You know, I don't think they have a lot of starters returning, unless we screw around with them. That's a win. Louisiana Tech win. Michigan, I don't know. Are they on solid footing? Hmm. So that's one way to look at it. Illinois, pretty solid footing with Brett Bellema. Northwestern. Can't. There's no footing whatsoever there. There's nothing <laughs> existing there anymore. Purdue, not a solid footing. Not enough starting return or not enough returning starters. First year coach. Uh, you're, what? You're, you're 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 taking next week's content and throwing it dishevelledly into this week's show. Dishevelledly. Dishevelledly. This is just one perspective. This is one. Okay. There are there. These thousands of perspectives to look at. You know, when you look at the data, Michigan State, not solid footing. Maryland, pretty solid. Wisconsin, not solid footing. There you go. You could look at the – you could use this to bug your friends, that whole solid versus not solid thing. I want to see it out there in the next week or so. People on Twitter, blah, blah, blah message boards. I, 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 know a lot of, I know a lot of people have Iowa winning the West. Honestly, if you ask me. I honestly think it's Illinois. Illinois has a real good shot to be to be the Big Ten West winner. Well, they're going to have to get through Nebraska. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Fred, I uh, I applaud your your comment, Fred. <laughs> um. All right. Okay. <laughs> Cornhusker Corner says that uh, John Coronation might be the one Nebraska YouTube channel that thrives better when we're losing just because of the rants. Only time in winning will give us all the data on that, I guess. I, You know, I want to turn that around. I want to be a, a force for positive and a force for ranting well, happily. Then get on the damn Kool-Aid, John. No, wait, that has to happen. You don't just – I can't just – I'm not an actor. I can't cry on, you know, the snap of a finger. John is a seasoned, pessimistically optimistic kind of guy. Yeah, yeah. Seasoned being the key word there. All right. Uh, we got a few of these. Uh, Cornhusker Corner says, I'm going to the Michigan game coming in from Houston. Can't wait to go to Runza and get an ice cream sandwich and a cheese Runza. Uh, anything else they should uh, get with there at Runza, John? I don't, I don't know. I haven't been to Runza for a very long time. Here's what happens whenever I go to Lincoln, right? I, I go to Lincoln and I think I got to go to the Machachu's place. Uh, the food truck guy, Nick Mastis, Nick, that's what yeah, I know. His I, know I always say I got to go to that place. And then 
you know, my sister wants me to do stuff and then other people call and then I never get to go where I want to go and it's just a mess. <laughs> I don't know what else to get. You know what you should do is you should go to find the, the Nick Muchachos uh, truck, you know, the burrito guy. The, he, everybody says that he's like one of the most wonderful, has one of the most wonderful restaurants in Lincoln in the history of mankind. Clay says you got to go to uh, to De, De Leon's. De Leon's. De Leon's. Thank, thank you. What I is knew that? I was a what is that? Uh, you know, I I I know what it is, and I I seriously I have one like a few blocks down the street from my house, and I've honestly never been there, so I couldn't even tell you. I know how it's pronounced, and that's about it. Um, All the help I can provide there. Corby Kobus, good seeing you back here. Corby says uh, Runza and ice cream might be the only uh, thing Cornhusker Corner enjoys. I was at the Michigan game last year and it was rough. Oh man, don't don't do that, Corby. No, that's it's gonna be dumb. It's because you were in Michigan. That's why it was rough. Uh, let's be real. Uh, let's see. All right, uh, moving on. We got a few more. A lot of a lot of uh, predictions uh, already for for the next week's game. Um, but before we do that, Chance wants to know what personal protection items do you think I can get into the Colorado game if I go? Like wear a giant looking condom thing. So if they throw the piss balloons at you, it just bounces off. Wear that, wear that sweet, <laughs> uh, Nebraska hat. That's four times too big and piss everybody <laughs> up around you. That'll provide a nice area of protection. Seriously, where I work at, it is a a Super Mario Brothers when he just, you get that first mushroom and he grows huge and it's just a giant hat that seriously, like how you see my hands in in my computer screen, I legit kid you not, it is that huge. And it has a styrofoam ring just right around your head and that's how it fits. And like three rows behind you won't be able to see and anything that gets thrown at your head will basically have a safer barrier kind of just ready for anything that hits you in the head. Also, if you're going to Colorado, a, a, a nut cup and a bulletproof vest, probably not a bad idea. <laughs> I was thinking you you could wear a wig like mine, and then you could just fit in with them fucking hippies. If they say anything to you, you just go, hey, man. Smoke them if you got them. 420, blaze them. Not reading that one, Fred. Don't, I'm not, not falling for it. Um <laughs> Living in Omaha, David Matney asked a little bit ago, John, in regards to your experience, a.k.a. your death, uh, what's the one thing you can share about your experience that you know now that others could learn from? Oh, my God. That's that's deep. The one thing. If, if one thing. Here's the thing I'll tell you. you know, after you've been dead, you realize that 99% of what we're doing in life doesn't really matter at all. We worry so much about stupid things that don't matter. We worry so much. We cast catastrophize the future all the time. Uh, you know, I, I wrote in my book, come on, what is the meaning of life? You know, people always get into that. People always bug me about it after I came, you know, yo, you were dead. Tell us the meaning of life. Well, the meaning of life is very simple, and the problem with it is is it's too simple. It's just to love others and let yourself be loved. If you watch Moulin Rouge, the character of Toulouse-Lautrec yells that in the movie. 
And that's that's it. It's that the, the problem with that is it's so simple that you can't sell it. You can't use it to sell shit on Amazon. You can't sell it, use it to sell Mercedes Benz because all those things are supposed to make you happy. And they, they don't make you happy. You choose to be happy and you choose that no matter your circumstances. I went more than one there, didn't I? But that's honestly, good, that's it. That's a deep cut uh, pop culture reference, though. Moulin Rouge. Well done. John Leguizamo. Yeah, yeah. My wife loves that movie. I, I love that movie. It's a very fun movie. It's beautiful. You know, the way they did it was, you know, they, you get so many cookie cutter movies nowadays that Moulin you Rouge you, was, so, <clears throat> it was different. You mean you haven't seen this week's Spider-Man out in, out in theaters? I'm sure there's no, another one I, next week if you want to catch it. Yeah, it's just it. <laughs> you know, I, I the superhero movies, I kind of enjoyed them to an extent, but after a while you're like, oh, make 30 more, please. All right, um, let's let's shift gears here uh, at least for a few minutes. Um, more predictions, more comments are coming. I've got a lot of them lined up, ready to go. But there's some bad news in Iowa. John, you asked me specifically to try to pull this video, and I did. This yeah. uh, video comes to us uh, courtesy of, of Twitter, but uh, specifically uh, the reporter – uh, in Iowa is her name is Shannon Earhart, and uh, you can see more of her work at at s e h r h a r d t k c c i. That's a whole lot. Sorry. Um, anyway, this is a, a brief eleven second clip of her with uh, quarterback Kane McNamara. Check it out. And then you talk about rehabbing. How are you coming along? Um, you know, my, I'm I'm progressing, and. Um, that's all I want to say about that. That's all I want to say about that. All, yeah, I was going to say, that's all I got to say about that. <laughs> that, uh, I just, I, that doesn't sound promising, John. No, not for Iowa, it isn't. I mean, here's the thing. You know, I, I brought this up. I, you know, I, I did the Big Ten Ted show last night, and I think I brought this up, or maybe I did it Monday night. But you'd think if you were the coach at a place for 20 years, you'd be able to recruit players in the positions that were most important to getting your team to win. And Iowa has Cade McNamara, and then they have, like, no plan B. And the guy's banged up now. And, I, you know, Iowa puts themselves in these positions where right now you look at them and you go, I would have picked them to win the comp or the Big Ten West. But now you have one of their starting defensive linemen is suspended for the year of the, for the NCAA for gambling. Keith McNamara is injured. You know, he went through injuries last year. I don't want to have these guys. I don't want to beat them like that. I want to beat them straight up and make the <laughs> tears come out of their eyeballs until blood flows out of their eyes and they weep blood. That's what I want when we play Iowa. And, but and it's I think just uh, go ahead. And I think, too, yeah, as you put it, Cade McNamara, when you look at who they had at quarterback between Alex Padilla and Spencer Petras, Cade McNamara takes Iowa's QB position from an, an F-plus to an A-minus. And that is the only position where you look at Iowa's roster and you think that is a genuine weakness. If McNamara misses, say, even a month, yeah, that's going to be really hard on Iowa's offense because, as you said, what is their plan B? Their running game's okay. They have decent offensive line. You know they're going to be solid at tight end, and they rely on a very good defense. Cade McNamara is the reason why 
if Iowa puts up 21 to 24 a contest, that defense is good enough to hold almost anybody else in the yeah. country and has proven that. So yeah. if McNamara is hurt, all of a sudden you go, who at quarterback? Yeah. And they're going from 21 to 24 to possibly going back to the defense, putting up 10 a contest. I think they could, you know, they should go back to like 1905 and run the offense from then. <laughs> Where you so just, Kirk, you know. Kirk, Kirk's first year at Iowa. Yeah. Fred says uh, Iowa will bleed blood and mediocrity. I'm okay with that. I'm okay. I mean, as long as mediocrity is the best they do. This is an interesting point from Bone Lead Corn Fed. This is a Nebraska show, not an Iowa show. You're right. But we also make fun of Colorado. We, but it's, 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 Big Ten West, I mean, in the offseason, look, anything's fair game. We talked about a lot of off-the-wall shit this offseason. But, you know, at the same time that we we were talking about Matt Rule coming on as a head coach, we were talking about uh, the, you know, the day after that, Luke Fickle at Wisconsin. So, I mean, these are our opponents. This is our our conference, and I feel like it's important to share some of this information uh, with you all because, you know, especially if you live – in Nebraska, like if, if you get sports nightly or other sports talk shows, you get fed the same stuff just in a, a, a roundabout from all the, all the talking shows. So, so I'm, I'm sure they were talking about this too, but I, you know, Hey, at the end of the day, uh, bone led corn fed, John told me to. I'm putting yeah, exactly. Up. I did <laughs> Monday you, night, Monday night. Yeah, take that up with me. Monday night we'll have, <laughs> we will have a, a Minnesota guy on to talk about Minnesota on the Monday night therapy show. So there here, you go. here we go. Um, oh. uh, same guy, Bone Lake Corpus says Iowa idiots out wandering around. I'll say yes, Iowa QB idiots out without a quarterback. <laughs> uh, uh, there, there, there's a local T-shirt company in a in a in Lincoln that has a, a new Iowa shirt. It's red, but it says Iowa idiots out wagering on athletics. <laughs> was that, was that triple B? It was triple B. Yeah. yeah. Those guys are really good. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, now nah, we can skip that. We can talk about PJ Fleck, uh, PJ Flem, uh, some next week, a little bit. Uh, let's, since it's, you know, late, uh, we're going to knock out a few uh, rapid-fire questions here. Um, early on, Will2013 said, what are your guys' score predictions for next Thursday's game against Minnesota? We will tell you next Wednesday when we do our Minnesota preview. Is that what we do? That's what we do. We always do I was going to blurt. I was just going to blurt. I'm glad I stopped you. I'm okay. glad I stopped you. So, Will, if you stuck around hoping to hear the score – Prediction, you got to come back next week. <laughs> uh, that's that's what we do. John will be there next week. No guarantee I might be, so I might be able to throw it out. Okay, Jarek, in the off chance that you're not here next week, you can say you're sure, but not John. John, oh, yeah. shut up. Okay. Uh, I, I will say, because, you know, Greg wants us 15-0, so the only way you can go 15-0 is you got to start 1-0. Nebraska oh, 27 God. Minnesota 24. <gasps> okay. That's close. That's a little closer than I, I'd like yeah. it. Yeah. Um, 
Got to break the one score curse too while you're at it. Just get it all yeah. out there. Um, let's see. Lucas jump again, jumping in here early, but says Nebraska 17, Minnesota 30, not holding any hope of winning this game. I'm already looking to Colorado. That's no fun. Um, Lucas, man, it's old. the first game. It's the first game. You got to just, you know, let it be, lay, just lay back and let it happen kind of thing. Yep. You just like, uh, it, that's a hippie attitude. Isn't it? <laughs> and also, you're hey. wrong, Lucas. You're wrong. Oh, hey. wow. It, Greg's I in mean, there swinging. <clears throat> Northwestern is, you know, allegedly good every other year, or was good every other year under Pat Fitzgerald. They started off one and zero last year, and then decided to go zero for America. Hey, who knew after that? There's hope that an upset can happen, darn it. Uh, Sam Roberts Golf says on Thursday, Nebraska crushes Minnesota forty-one ten with two fumble recoveries, one a strip sack on Minnesota's first drive. We rushed for three hundred fifty yards, two touchdowns with a pick six in the fourth to crush any hope for Minnesota. Yes. Oh God, I would love that. The old school I, way. Yeah, I would Shut love up. that, and and then I'd probably go to jail. <laughs> um, but if you're gonna go to jail, go to jail as a happy person, yeah. all right? No, just no, no sense of going to jail pissed off. Charles is uh, on the hopium just like I am, and says Huskers uh, twenty-eight, Gophers twenty-four. Uh, let's see. Uh, Brando Sports World says, is it go for hunting week already? Close enough. Uh, let's whoop that used car salesman so bad that he'll go into the offseason needing another facial surgery due to the wrinkles caused by our chaotic defense. <laughs> wow. He follows that up by saying Huskers by 10 or Skirt oh. by 10. Um, PJ, yeah, PJ Flat. I mean, the Botox looks great, but seriously, could does, does, he, does his face want to tell his eyebrows to come down a couple inches? Just seriously. <laughs> Also, yes, Charles, I agree. Shun the non-believer. <laughs> Where's uh, the Game of Thrones meme or gif that says shame, shame? Um, James says, uh, James is pessimistic, says Minnesota 38, Nebraska 20. But wait a minute, because somewhere in here, James says he's optimist. James says, I truly believe the Huskers were going, oh, wait. We're going 9-3 last year. Sorry, I, I misread it, James. My, that's my fault. I'm compelled to remain skeptical. Um, I don't I don't want us giving anything above 30 up. And if they get up like 27, 28, that'll there be, you go. That'll be, that'll be the limit. 38 James, points would be a bad sign. James also says that if Nebraska straight up dominates Minnesota in an old school way, this will be a fun season. And I, don't I agree. Disagree. No, it will. Um, let's see here. Because that is, how I'm gonna UP. have fun no matter what happens, James. <laughs> well, doing it the old school way. Because John, you're gonna be there, and Mike wants to know where's the tailgate at Huntington Stadium because well, he'll be in the Minnesota lot. I, I am going to the Minnesotans for Nebraska gathering in St. Paul before the game. And then uh, you can get a shuttle bus to take you from there to the stadium. Yeah, we talked a little bit about that here a couple weeks ago on the show. Um, MN4NE.com? Yes. Cool. Here, I'll put it in the comments. I was going to do a tailgate. Yeah, please do. But uh, I didn't hear anything back from my guys about doing anything, so – 
nothing really happened because I, I do know people that tailgate at Minnesota and we would crash their tailgate. And Fred is absolutely killing me. Says Nebraska, Minnesota, each scoring 28. Pat rule us. Patrick Duffy leg has three. Which, look, if that you're would, a leg, the only way you're going to score is with mm-hmm. a field goal. So that, um, that means we win, Greg. Yes. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But it doesn't matter. Hey, it doesn't have to be pretty, just effective. Yeah. That's, Pat, uh, tell, Matt, tell Matt John 1999 life. says, We go 10 and 2. I'm okay with that. 15 and 0 sounds better. 10 and 2 may be more realistic. I'm not sure. <laughs> 10, and, 10 and 2 will win you the West. Um, Mike Schuster, uh, the win-loss predictions, we'll get into those next week as well uh, in our final uh, episode before the season truly begins. Uh, so, again, join us next Wednesday, 9 o'clock Central, uh, for that one. Um, James says, on a scale of 1 to 10, how satisfied will we be next week? <laughs> 6.5. I, I, well, obviously it's a 10 if we win. Uh, I, I think honestly, realistically for me, keep it within the, the seven, seven and a half spread and it'd probably be about a six and a half, seven. There's no gray area for me. It's <laughs> zero or 10 Dead. depending on the outcome of the game. Um, I, yeah. Fred says that uh, rules five o'clock shadow and smock can score a safety to win for all I care. Just get it done. Yeah. Uh, Bone lead corn fed says uh, 31 28. We win with an onside kick to stop. <laughs> it's too soon. <laughs> um, kick the game winning field goal with two seconds. You got to call for what the situation <clears throat> demands, Greg. One and last question for John McCrusty. 80% of the situations you're in might call for an onside kick. Uh, I think I know the answer to this one, but Brando Sports World uh, wants to know, John, will we get to see you this year a few times doing a post-game reaction midfield? We want the people uh, channel coronation to go viral once again. I No, I won't have a credential, therefore I won't be on the field and certainly won't be at Minnesota because they're pretty restrictive about who they let on their field. I, I think there's a big okay. sign. There's a big sign on my face with a circle through it. All right, hold on. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm pulling up. You're pulling up what? The the schedule. The I'm schedule. Up the schedule. What are you pulling up the schedule for? Uh, I'm pulling up the, the. I'm pulling up the. I'm looking I, to see which home games are most likely to could could most likely result in fans storming the field. No, I'd be because, look, you be- may not get a credential, but you don't have to be credentialed to stone the field, John. I don't know if you know that or not. You be should Michigan, know that. Because that'll be an easy one. Field. All right, so let's see. Road game, no. Road game, no. Northern Illinois, Louisiana Tech, no. Michigan. Yeah. John, are you going to be in the Michigan game? I have no plans at this time. Okay, so you're going to be in Lincoln for the Michigan game. <laughs> Michigan's probably going to be a top 10 team. Yeah. Yeah. And when Nebraska wins, they will storm the field and remove a goalpost. And when that happens, John, you can stand 
You can sit, you can lay down, you can cry, you can do whatever you want as long as you do it in the middle of the field and film yourself with a terrific post-game reaction. You know, I have a bathroom, I have a tree, I have here. I'm going to find new and interesting places. New and interesting Not places. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm, a little, I'm a little scared by that. <laughs> Curious, but scared. Uh, Clay says Nebraska 10, Minnesota 9. That would uh, be neat. Okay, now that would be like, okay, that's first of all, that would be if they played Iowa. Second of all, yeah, that would that'd be great. Fred says the last time John went viral before that gopher rant was back when he was in college. Uh, Cornhusker Corner agrees. Michigan is it, but uh, to be honest, we're in Nebraska. Storming the field just seems wrong. The superiority complex of being a blue bud is baked into me at this point. But it, when's the last time we beat a top ten team? Oh, that's not Mich- exactly. Michigan. Michigan State. The yeah. Brandon, Brandon Brandon Riley catch along the sideline that was yeah. ruled push out of bounds and then wasn't ruled a push out of bounds. Yeah, for some reason. Uh, Clay says, John, your new book titled New and Interesting Places. Could be. <laughs> That's a picture uh, book, and you don't want to know you don't want to know that one. <laughs> uh, Dane says, uh, what does a loss to Minnesota uh, but shows Matt Rule has made progress look like? We don't get dominated in the trenches. Yeah. I mean, it, you looked at our offensive line, and I've said this a few times, but Whenever somebody called a stunt or a twist or something with their linebackers and their linemen, we didn't have a clue as to how to block that. And if our offensive line can show that they actually can block, I know that's not seemingly much to ask for, but we haven't had it. So that's what I'm going to watch this game for specifically is how is the offensive line doing? The the communication (laughs) on dealing with the stunts and twists. Yes, everybody was glued onto a guy and didn't look like it was comfortable passing off right. an assignment to somebody else. If all of a sudden you can get a guy that just says, Hey, let's just stick out an arm and say, Hey, you, you, you find him here. Yeah. That'll go a long way. Just don't, just don't get ran over would be the primary yeah. point, both on offense or defense. Just don't get ran over. Dane, welcome along. I think that might be uh, the Dane's first comment or at least um, the you know, first one that uh, we've caught. Vince Watson, good to see you. And it says, Lil Red, yet to be sacrificed, could be a bad omen. As we continue to put all of our blame on Lil Red. Hey, you little nothing, Red haters. Nothing more fun than watching Lil Red just bounce up and down on his head in the middle of the yeah. field. Well, let's yeah. be real. Yeah, I'm 35 and still love that. That's one of the more yeah. exciting things to watch. A little, little satanic, I'm just saying. Uh, and I think we're going to wrap it up with this. This is an interesting question from uh, our, our friend who's in Omaha, if you didn't know, David Matney, who asked, by the way, an hour and 15 minutes ago, how much would a win against Minnesota change your current preseason prediction? A lot. It would. Yeah, because yeah, John doesn't think we're going to win. John's a Debbie Downer. Yeah, Debbie Downer. <laughs> and, and, and I'll point out, Greg, realistically – I'm kind of with John on this. I see it within the seven. I see it within the spread. I see us losing. But you beat Minnesota. I, I think Nebraska goes seven and five. And high hopes for me would be eight and four. 
you beat Minnesota, and all of a sudden, I genuinely think nine and three could turn around and be very well in play. Yeah, great. And w- with with the shot of winning the Big Ten West, because now yeah. all of a sudden Iowa doesn't look so terrible, and now yeah. maybe you could beat Wisconsin. But it starts with Minnesota. Maybe you could beat Michigan, Greg. And then storm the field. I know John threatened to poop. I know John threatened to poop his pants if we beat Minnesota. We beat Michigan. (laughs) I might turn around and do that just, you know, just to keep the trend going. I mean, if that's going to be the case, every Big Ten game, we win. Somebody on coordination is going to have to go on a video just showing them pooping themselves here. Corby says, uh, winning, beating, beating Minnesota next week, uh, uh, flips his record from eight to four or two, eight, four. He says, if we lose that game, he's thinking more five, seven. So, um, yeah, that's right. Clay, Clay's on board. The consensus is 13 win season, 15 if you include the playoffs. I was going to say, does that mean we get, we get rolled like the Big 12 of the first round of the CFP then? You know, I'd be okay with that. I'd be, I'd be, if we made the playoff, I. Yeah, I, I wouldn't argue with making the CFP at all. I don't care if we turned around and got crushed by 30. We made the CFP. Yeah. But if we make the CFP, we won't get crushed. Like, we won't get ran out of the stadium because we'll have established some, some mark of, um, I'm not going to use Haas's old term of incremental improvement, but just vast improvement i think that it's required it's like a law that if you're a big 10 team and your first appearance in the college football playoff you have to be crushed no okay no i mean i mean if if you do give it the cfp and then you turn around and win the first game then you officially have as many wins of the cfp in your first attempt as the entirety of the big 12 does throughout its history wow that's true all right, uh, Fred. Yes, you know, Fred. You've been watching the show long enough. You know that 15 wins. I've been saying it for months. Uh, says sampling Boulder's favorite product that's not Dion's foot. Okay. Uh, Does uh, that mean I that think, instead of a five-figure discount, Dion, it's an eight-toe discount? <laughs> and with that, I think, uh, uh, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's time to call it a night. Uh, as we say every week. We know you have a lot of entertainment options uh, for 9 o'clock Central on a Thursday. We appreciate you spending your time with us. Don't forget, next week, the game will be going on right now. Hopefully, it, no, not hopefully, we'll be up. We'll be celebrating. Uh, so we'll be doing the show Wednesday, 9 o'clock Central. So uh, make sure that you join us for that. We'll get into our season predictions. Uh, of course, uh, John and I and, and uh, uh, we'll, we'll give our score predictions for the Minnesota game. So make sure that you're here for that. Uh, we want to thank Jarek for coming along and uh, uh, A, telling us about the way to piss off uh, all the fans three rows behind you. Uh, I looked on Shield's website. I could not find that hat. I really uh, wanted John's uh, hands. I'll, uh, I'll have I'll have to send a picture out uh, on, on, on the channel then tomorrow. I'll, I'll, I'll find it for you. Please do, please do. And uh, uh, thanks for all your great insight. Thanks for all the position group uh Previous yeah. thing we've been doing at coronation.com. Welcome aboard uh, as, you. as your first. This is like your uh, uh, your installation, so to speak, uh, as, as an official coronation contributor. Uh, you, you came here, you, you went up against the, the Chatterfields, and you succeeded, and you're welcome back anytime. So 
Uh, thank you. And John, be more positive, would you? I'm positive. I'm a very positive person. Mm-hmm. I'm positive, positive all the time. The yes. Week. No, I'm just, you know, there's, uh, you can see the good and the bad. I think what Greg's trying to tell you is being Charlie Sheen positive. Just just go all in. All in. So I, for our uh, our guest, I don't, Derek. I don't think Coke is legal. <laughs> all right. Well, then Pepsi. I mean, I could find weed wherever I want. You know, Coke, that's going to be a whole different level of shit that we're going on. Yeah. You know? Much like winning ball games, it's not due to a lack of effort. For our guest, Jarrett, for our fearless leader and founder, John Dam Johnston, who, uh, if he leaves, we all leave. I'm Greg Mahochko. This is the Five Heart Podcast. We remind you each and every week that Five Heart is all the heart you need. John? Go Big Red! I think I hurt myself. I, I'm not surprised.